You're listening to Strong Runner Chick Radio, episode 11. Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Hi, welcome to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Today we have on Julie Buzzard. Julie Buzzard is a good friend of mine that I met this semester in grad school out in Utah. Um, She is a graduate from the University of Alabama. She's a registered dietitian, and she's now a sports graduate assistant, um, a sports nutrition graduate (laughs) assistant for Utah State University, uh, all of their athletic teams. She's very passionate about promoting a healthy and balanced life, and I can definitely attest to that from hanging out with Julie. Um, We're all about the balance, so (laughs) welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. We're super, yeah, we're, so we're super happy to have you. Yeah, I'm so happy to see you again. Julie, Megan, and I um, went to Moab, Utah. Like, what was that? Oh, my gosh, a it month ago? It was a long time ago. Holy moly. Oh, my gosh, time flies so quickly. But it's great and to see you again, Julie. Yeah. Yeah, so we were going to originally, if you're listening now, um, we had mentioned we were going to record an episode live from Moab, but of course we're in Moab, so we're probably not going to be podcasting there. We were taking in all the views and the hikes, and we ended up staying at a pretty interesting hostel, so that would have made for a unique episode. It was fun. Um, so it was now a good experience. what we're going to be doing, yeah, and Julie was actually, we're going to get right into this here. Julie was on a ketogenic diet back then um, during our trip, which made things a little challenging. Um, <laughs> so she'll talk a bit about that. Um, so Julie, what's it like now being off keto? Um, it's really good. I will say I, I learned a lot. Um, what, not all good things, but... <laughs> I think it was a good experience. I don't know. Everyone responds differently to a ketogenic diet. For those listening, um, just a little background on it. It's 70% of your diet is fat. So yeah, it's hard. Now, it's- give us a little preface here. So okay. why did you do this? Like, did you did you want to lose weight or did you think it would make you faster? Because Julie does run recreationally, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, you have a background in running. But um, why the ketogenic diet and how long were you on it for? Um, what is the ketogenic diet? Give us a little background. So a little bit of background in it. It's like I said, it's mostly fat, 70% fat, 25% protein, which is supposed to, um, keep your lean muscle during the diet. And then about like 5% of it is carbohydrates. So that's about 20 grams, give or take, depending on the person. Um, originally we did this, I did this with another grad student friend. Um, it was a biochemistry experiment. The ketogenic diet is kind of trendy right now. If any of you have heard of it, um, it's like therapeutic for epilepsy patients. Um, but 
a lot of athletes are adopting it, so we kind of wanted to see what would happen to just a normal person. So we did it for a month, and it was hard. <laughs> I love my carbs. Um, but it was a good experience. Like, I guess I had to do a lot of meal prepping, and it is hard to think about every single thing you're eating. But Yeah. Um, and Julie, you said we. Um, Julie did not. For anyone listening, this was not me. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no way. I cannot do that. Um, and same with Kelsey, probably. But um, <laughs> Julie and another grad student did yeah. this as part of the project. So. Yeah. So you guys were your own human experiments. We were. We're going to write like yeah. a big case study up um, with like research stuff for our project, but we haven't gotten to that yet. It was hard. Like you have to eat a lot of cheese and meat to get your calories. <laughs> and like yeah. the purpose of the diet, like a lot of people use it for weight loss because you're eating fat and protein and that sits in your stomach. So you're mm -hmm. full all the time. Um, so that's why it's a weight loss diet. But a lot of people say for endurance athletes, like that it shifts your body from relying on carbohydrates at a high level of activity to relying on your fat stores. So it's supposed to like make you be able to run at a higher intensity and use less energy is what people say. Um, I mean, my results <laughs> were great. <laughs> I lost nine pounds in a month and it was almost all muscle my body fat percentage went up so <laughs> I wasn't happy so what about from like a how you feel standpoint um, um like initially did it take yeah. a toll on your energy and like were you able to exercise well so you're depleting your glycogen stores the first couple days so you are essentially like losing all of the water that's stored in your body so you're thirsty you're so tired and you kind of have a headache because your body's not used to it it definitely the keto takes, flu right? yeah they kind of call That's it the ketogenic thing. flu which yeah you feel like you have the flu um so I was able to work out I don't think I worked out the first three days just to like let my body adjust I did however I would like for like strength training, running, I love the Stairmaster. I would do the same amount of time working out, but I would do less because I just was like more exhausted. Yeah, so. it sounds like it took a toll, especially on your friend. Yeah. Um, or our friend Liz, who also did it, yeah. um, who said it's definitely not good for athletic performance, at yeah. least in the time that you guys did it. Yeah. Um, so what would you tell uh, an athlete who's considering going like keto, paleo, Whole30, uh, vegan that comes into the fueling station yeah. and like asks you, Julie, should I go yeah. keto? What well, when that them? happens, usually we figure out why they want to do it. You know, sometimes it's because they read a blog post or they watched a documentary on Netflix or, you know, so it's kind of like first you have to find out what the source of their information is. Because some of it is valid and some of it, you know, might not be a research-backed source, which is tough. But, I mean, I think that everyone's body is different and we all react to things differently. But 
if you're doing something that's working for your athletic performance right now, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't recommend switching it because something like this could really impact your running. Like it could really hurt your body. It could hurt your, you know, like what's going on inside your body with like your blood work, your cholesterol, your, so. Now, why are carbs important for runners, especially like athletes trying to have better performance? So I think it is like a common misunderstanding, especially something I see in endurance runners. So it's just like a misconception of what your body needs and like how many carbohydrates you actually need. Like carbohydrates are what's fueling your workouts. Like it's important to be getting those before your runs. Like what is standard right now and what's recommended is one gram of carbohydrates per kilogram an hour before your workout. So let's say I don't exactly know. I think like a 60 kilogram person ish is like 130 pounds. I can't do the math that quickly in my head, but yeah, you need like a banana before a workout. You know, that's how you're going to perform your best. Um, so I think it is like, it's the fuel for your brain and your central nervous system. So That's why carbohydrates are so important. And yeah, you can go on a diet like the ketogenic diet and your body will adjust because it has to. And our bodies are amazing, but it's not the most efficient thing for it. Yeah, I think you brought up... um, Oh, sorry, Megan. Oh, you want to say something? No, you go yourself. um, I was just going to say, I really... I thought you brought up a really interesting point back there, Julie, and the fact that I think there's so much media and um, like Instagram posting yeah. and all of these articles and stuff that bring forward all these like new trends and ideas mm-hmm. and, and things that people are willing to try and people kind of forget the basics of eating. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, and I think it's so important for, you know, like you said, people to realize what works for their body and mm-hmm. to really like listen to their body and not be affected by social media and mm-hmm. all these different articles. Um, so with that being said, um, what are some basic tips you have for listeners out there just on like just healthy fueling in general or quote unquote healthy fueling, yeah. fueling in general because healthy can be taken in so many exactly. different ways. Um, well, like this is something that you hear everywhere. Um, any, any dietitian will tell you like moderation, like everything is okay in moderation. Like it's so cliche, but I mean, that's what's right. Um, I don't believe in like cutting any, like that you can't say no, like there's no bad foods or like certain foods are better than others. Um, and like, in an athletic population, like you are burning through so many calories, like you eat so much food. Um, you really do like, I don't know, just need to get a balance of everything. Like the whole five servings of fruit and vegetables a day is important. Eating your grains, getting your carbs, getting your protein source, whether it be from soy or whether it be fish or meat or what, but I think that's important and I think it's also important for people to like make sure that they feel good during their workouts like if they're tired before or after they can't get out of bed like the possibility is from their diet so it's important to like try new things and maybe make sure that they're really eating to fuel their body. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's those are all like just. It's funny because you. Um, oh gosh, I wish I remember the article I was reading. Mm-hmm. I was reading an article and it was something to the effect of like nutrition is not that hard. Yeah. Like it's literally everybody makes such a we big deal out of it. Yeah, exactly. And like it's the kind of thing where like if you just well, I shouldn't say if you just sometimes it is hard, you know, especially mm-hmm. like if you're recovering from an eating disorder or you you get confused on what to eat or whatever it may be, yeah. but. I think in society, we just make it so difficult yeah, for ourselves definitely. rather than just focusing on, like, the basic things that we enjoy mm-hmm. to eat, you know? Focus on those things and incorporate whatever else you feel like you want and mm-hmm. might make you, quote-unquote, healthy that day. So I, I highly agree with you, Julie. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I like that. I want to read that article. <laughs> I see, you know, I'll see if I can find it. And it was on, like, a... It was on RD's blog, somewhere like that, and I love reading those because I, yeah. I really like maybe actually maybe this is a question you can answer too. Um, for our listeners who um are listening, um, what are some off the top of your head, if you can do this, if not, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. What are some really great like either blogs or resources that they could read where the facts are like legitimate, like things that people can like take away yeah. and like really utilize in their life rather than just like opinion based um that's tough I usually like just as a dietitian I like to follow other dietitians um I feel like most dietitian blogs will say like favorite diet um rd on their instagram you know okay so I mean I have a few I follow that graduated from um Alabama and I can't remember all of their names right now, but I can let you guys know <laughs> later. That's totally fine. Don't even worry about it. I know I kind of just threw you yeah. on the bus there. But um, I, I agree with that. Like, any sort of blog that I follow, yeah. I make sure that, like, I kind of, like, look over there about, like, who yeah. this blog is oh, about 100%. and, like, see their credentials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I do, too. I'm like, mm, can I trust you? Did I freeze? Yeah. Them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's see. We talked a little bit um, about. Oh, we Did might we have lost Julie. Julie. No, I'm here. No, we lost Julie. <laughs> let's Usually see if we can get her back. I'm here. Yeah, again. let's see if we can wait a minute. Oh, wait, I hear her. Wait, I was. I never. If we can left. hear your voice, that's okay. <gasps> I never left. <laughs> oh, oh, we Is just there? lost your camera. Then that's okay. Oh, um, okay. I don't know why that happened. Okay. Don't worry about it. We, oh, there you are. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Camera... You know what? Just turn the video off. We don't need this video. If you're listening now, you probably don't know if Julie's gone or not. So, all right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you so much for that. And we really appreciate it, Julie. Um, we, we like looking, we like offering our readers and our listeners with some, you know, just things that they can look in, into and research. Yeah, um, for sure. Anyways. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, cool. So we kind of like hit right. We just like got right into it. Yeah, we it. really like, did. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Another I- question I had is just in in working at a fueling station. And um, a little background here too is that I'm, I'm delayed on here, aren't I? A little bit. But... I can take over if you want, Megan, for a second. So in working on Common mistakes. Yeah. Feeling uh, mistakes you see athletes making. Um, Okay. So like I said before, a lot of 
it's hard because of the every athlete on every team is different. So at the fueling station I work at. Runners, I guess. Runners, right. So we have like all athletes. So, you know, a football player is going to believe a lot different about nutrition versus a long distance cross country runner. Mm -hmm. Um, I did touch on that like a little bit before on like the carbohydrates and the importance of carbohydrates. You need like a couple hundred grams a day if you're running at two to three hours a day or, or something. And a lot of people, especially like female runners have a hard time hitting that balance just from like sheer amount of food that you would have to consume. Um, so I think that is a common issue and, you know, like running a lot of the time is a body image sport. So it can be hard to feel like you do need to like force all those carbohydrates in, but that's how you're going to be feeling your body for a performance. What are um, some tips that you have for runners who might be struggling with getting enough fuel? Like Um, how can they um, increase that amount without it feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm eating so much? Um, That's actually like, so the first thing I would say is to look at what time of the day is they're eating, um, when they're eating maybe. If they're not eating right before they work out and right after their workout or whatever, you know, you can find little areas like that to add some calories in and, you know, better fuel yourself for your workout and then better fuel your muscles for recovery um, by getting food in after your workout. I actually was um, talking to our director of sports nutrition this week. Um, She found a research article and it was talking about how drinking your calories like your body doesn't register that it's food so you don't it's like you're not satiated so I don't know I guess like throwing a smoothie in as a snack you know can throw some calories in there which I think is interesting I mean wow even in smoothie form that's really yeah interesting. like if you're drinking it it's like um as you chew like the motion of your jaw chewing releases some um, sort of like hormone that makes you feel full mm. or something mm. it releases something oh, fascinating yeah <laughs> that's actually you know now that I think about that it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. because this might sound crazy <laughs> but like when I make a smoothie it just it never gets me full but yeah. when I make a smoothie bowl and I have to like chew it a little bit yeah. it's actually like I actually like feel yeah fuller. I think I, I don't know like if that's I just my that brain too. but yeah I it's like granola could help probably yeah. right a little crunch yeah or some nut butter on there I'm like <laughs> thinking about it I'm yeah hungry now. I kind of see what you mean <laughs> but at the same time that's a really good myth buster in a way because a lot of runners listening might be like I have a smoothie every morning and I'm what maybe that's why I'm always hungry or, yeah. yeah yeah but it I could- guess it's good because you're getting calories in the sense of getting enough yeah calories mm-hmm. yeah and it could be, too, the way they're making the smoothie. If they're just doing, like, fruits and veg in there and yeah. not any protein or fat, then you're kind of losing out on some or, – or even fiber mm-hmm. if they're not including any fiber in there. Yeah, definitely. Then you're losing out on some nutrients and some, like, um, stability through the morning, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, no, smoothies are good. Uh, my mom just sent me a magic bullet, and I am thrilled right now. I haven't used oh, it. Yum. I have not used it because it's, like, been negative degrees here, so it's been really cold, and I'm nervous to use I it know. and get freezing, but <laughs> anyway, side note aside. I know. But, I feel the same way. So I'm talking, like, I want yeah. a smoothie, but it's too cold. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is really cold for that. Um, in case you're listening, Julie and I just made some crock pot uh, taco soup last night. Oh, that was pretty good. It was so good. So it is the season for crock pots. I know. Um, I don't know where to take this, but I was going to ask you what are a couple of your favorite recipes of the moment, especially mm. ones that would be good for runners that are balanced. Well, like Megan said, we made a really good crock pot meal yesterday. Um, I love crock pots. You can just dump everything in there and it tastes good. So I like chili too. I'll dump in like some beans, like I'll chop up onions, like a bunch of bell peppers, you know, chili seasoning, some sweet potatoes, and it cooks itself. I also like, I recently made a really good stir fry. Um, I don't know. I always like heavy vegetable meals. I sometimes have a hard time eating vegetables at breakfast just because if I want something like a yogurt, I'm not going to put carrots in it or something. Um, <laughs> so I like to have like tons of vegetables in my lunches and dinners. So anything like stir fries, I'd made a shrimp stir fry. It was good. I don't know. <laughs> That yeah. sounds really good. They all do right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I'm like... I oh, me either. I'm thinking about dinner yeah. already. <laughs> but it's the time, so... Um, <laughs> so, what would what advice would you give a runner? This is a reader question, and I can attest to this because yeah. I get comments sometimes. Um, for a runner who gets comments about how much they're eating compared to non-athletes. Yeah, that is... Or even just compared to people on their team. Like, yeah. people say, oh, that's a lot of food you got there. What would you say to comments like that? Um, how would you advise an athlete handle that? Well, I think it would depend on who was making the comment to the athlete. If it were someone above them, like a coach, uh, a, like an adult or some, like a trainer, I think that... A, that, that's not a professional comment. You can't make that. But I know that stuff like that does happen. Um, I would probably advise them to talk to a teammate, maybe talk to a dietitian. I don't know. It's like, you know what your body needs and you shouldn't feel bad for giving it that. Mm -hmm. If it were someone that was a peer and I was close with them, I would probably be like, okay, well you run with me tomorrow and then see what you eat afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But if it were like someone I wasn't as comfortable with, I'd be like, Hey, like I do some pretty intense workouts. Like I'm just trying to fuel my body so I can keep doing this and like keep performing like I need to. It's what about advice for an athlete who maybe is like, um, say they're on a team where everyone is always ordering the salad and, um, they're getting pasta and it's like the night before a race. And, um, what are some tips I guess you have? Cause I mean, I've sort of been yeah. in that situation and I know a lot of runners have too, yeah. where you're like looking at everyone else and what they're eating mm. and you, you're not really sure. Like, am I eating too much? Am I not eating enough? Is this the right thing to be yeah. eating? How do you develop sort of that self-trust um, piece? And like, no, I think that, that, that's hard because every person internally is going to feel a little bit different about that situation. Um, this reminds me of an article. I can't remember. I'm going to find it for you guys because you would love it. You've probably already read it. I'm sure both of you have. But 
it's like a runner and it was like what I wish I would have told my high school self when she was like looking at um D1 school. Oh Lauren Fleshman. Yeah, You're that getting article. a little choppy there, but yeah, Lauren Fleshman, I think. Yeah. Um she just like talks about it and it was like when you're choosing schools and choosing a team to be be around, like pick the girls that are gonna, you know, order a cheeseburger and make you feel comfortable for it or <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys have you guys yeah, read that? I love that. So I think it's like it's really hard in some some environments that you might not feel as comfortable to order order what you want on the menu, but I guess it does take some time yeah. to be be comfortable in that. But I would just say go for it. Get the cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally relate to this because I just started living with a roommate again after uh, three years of living by myself. And there were times when we'd sit down to eat and she'd be like, oh my gosh, you're eating a lot. And I'd be like, really? <laughs> like, this is just usually what I eat all the time. Yeah. And so it was kind of those comments where I was like, do I eat a lot? Like, I didn't even think yeah. about it. I just like, would sit down and eat it. And then like afterwards I'd be like, well, I was good, so I'm going to mm-hmm. keep eating that much, you know? Um, but I just read, I keep bringing up articles that I just read, but I literally just read the other night, Heather Kaplan, I don't know if you've heard of her, she's a registered dietitian, okay. and she wrote an article, and the title of the article is, I hate when someone comments on what I'm eating. I've read that. Um, yes. So I'll have to, like, I think I'll I've have read to, that. like, send it to you. It's, Please she's do. literally, it's so, so good. I will. How do I do this? Maybe I'll post it on on Storm Runner Chicks. Okay, I'll put it there. It's really interesting. And she talked about it right before going to Thanksgiving because, of course, Thanksgiving is like that meal where everybody kind of just like eats a ton, whatever. But um, it's so, so, it's good. I'll post it on there. That's like a thing. And I I don't know if you guys are pretty like healthy people. I don't know if people, and you're athletic, obviously, so people might say stuff around you. But like if I go out to eat with my friends – and they order something, or like they, they're like, "Don't judge me for what I eat if I order like, oh, you know." Oh yeah, when people say that, I'm like, I guys, hate that. like it's fine. <laughs> uh huh. It drives me crazy. Like, that should be a like, given. Like you shouldn't yeah. be judging and commenting. Yeah, exactly. Over, like, like, yeah. But I think it's also reversed too. Like if someone wants to order a salad. And, like, someone goes, that's all you're going to eat? Like, you know? Yes, yeah. I've gotten like, that, too. Like, come Like, on. if I order a salad, even <laughs> if it's a really hearty salad, and that's yeah. what I actually genuinely, like, I want that salad. Yeah. Right. But then people get a burger and say, oh, you're getting the salad? I know. Yeah, it's so true. And then they switch their order. Mm-hmm. People order. Yeah. Oh, it drives I know, me yeah. Insane. Respect people like, for giving their body what they want it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Preach, Julie. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. All right, this is getting awesome. Um, another thing I want to say is, um, well, this is a question here. Okay. But going kind of into the sports nutrition conversation, because um, Julie's really been in the sports nutrition world, what do you like in that area? And what is, what's like some positive things that you see, uh, maybe with fueling stations mm-hmm. and whatnot? And then what improvements do you foresee? Okay, so a little bit, the sports nutrition world actually is going, it's, it's moving in the right direction right now. Um, basically in 2014, the NCAA lifted all feeding regulations for, um, the university. So they were able to give their athletes unlimited food, which therefore schools started hiring a ton of sports dietitians. So 
it's good because these college athletes are getting advice from professionals who went to school for this instead of um, maybe like a personal trainer who read an article online or a strength and conditioning coach who <laughs> who <laughs> believes something I'm just kidding. I raise my hand. or yeah. who just like only wants to push the protein and not focus on other areas that might be lacking in their diet. So I think it is moving in the right direction because these fueling stations are popping up all over the country. Sports dietitians are at every major university now. Um, and people are really realizing the impact that food, what they eat and when they eat it and what it does to their performance. Yeah, that's yeah. So, that's super super important. Yeah. Um, when we went to Moab, um, I <laughs> was like grilling Julie about this because I was so <laughs> interested. I was like, they had regulations on how much people could eat. Yeah. But I think also what's really hard too is like, you know, depending on the school you go to and the mm -hmm. sport you play, yeah. I think some or you know if you're a division one athlete you're mm -hmm. going to get different treatment than maybe a division three mm -hmm. athlete or yeah. how much funding they get so there are all these other yeah. factors that play into it which make it really difficult yeah a hundred percent yeah I have a question for you too regarding um so Julie and I are at Utah State and um not to diss any of my previous schools or any other schools, but Utah State is probably the best fueling station I <laughs> have yet to see. It's amazing. I, sometimes I wish I could have taken a fifth year just yeah. for the fueling station <laughs> and because Julie's there. Yeah. But how did, like, if I'm listening and I'm a reader at a Division three school and say you don't even have a dietitian mm -hmm. or a fueling station, what are some steps that Utah State took in your knowledge and experience that like maybe an athlete could um, or a coach listening could mm -hmm. use to get this sort of funding um, and really make their school like from no sports nutrition yeah. program, like what are some steps that they might want to take to start implementing more sports nutrition mm -hmm. services? Well, that is, I, I have only been at Utah state since September or August. So I don't quite know the whole story. Um, I know that it started in 2015, in January of 2015, and that it is modeled after the University of Utah's fueling station. So a lot of what we offer is similar to what they offer. And basically ours is funded by like outside sponsors, I think. Um, it is tough. Um, I think part of it is the school it, it starts at the top you know the athletic head athletic okay. department is like a lot of other big schools have this how do we get it um it is really cool what I like about Utah State is the nutrition department and the athletic department collaborated to make the fueling station so in some schools there's a complete division between the nutrition department but at Utah State those professors helped with it so I think it really makes it a little uh -huh. more geared to actually achieving its goals food-wise, if that makes sense. And it's pretty research-based, too. So yeah. I think a key thing that I noticed that our school does, Utah, um, was that they collect a lot of data. So it's all about mm -hmm. the data of like showing that it's actually enhancing athletes' nutrition knowledge. We're not mm -hmm. just feeding athletes you're educating them kind of on. Yeah. Am I right? 
Yeah, um, a little well, bit. Kind of. That's like what we're starting to do in the next semester. You're you're a little ahead of okay. us, but um, <laughs> I'm on Julie's thesis right now. She, yeah, she knows that's my <laughs> that's thesis project. Doing. But Megan's in on the ground floor, so she knows she knows it all. <laughs> um, so right now, we actually take a survey and we capture um, what their dietary patterns are, what foods they're selecting, based on what their workout is, what their goal of eating is, and then what time it is in with their workout is their workout in in zero to two hours was it zero to two hours ago um and then we're implementing a labeling system that's just going to show like label every single food we offer into different categories like weight balance muscle recovery quick energy sustained energy so that will be like an educational you know little blurb that they'll get every time they come in there and then our goal. So quick piece of advice, like just if I'm an athlete or mm-hmm. any runner listening, what um, like pre and post workout, can you yeah. give us just like a quick yes. kind of structure of how a snack or a meal mm-hmm. might want to, might look? Um, so just the basic pre-workout is you want to be carb heavy. Fat and protein are going to upset your stomach. You don't want to be focusing on that. Um, I always recommend to people who do their workout first thing in the morning to get something in their system before it. I know a lot of people get up and run. They'll eat breakfast after. I'm like, eat a banana, you know, get some quick sugar in you. Um, Other good options I like are applesauce. Um, We have these like fruit squeezes. (laughs) They're like fruit gels that we give our athletes. Um, Those are good pre-workout you know, they're not going to sit too heavy in your stomach and make you bloated, but they're going to provide you with some sugar to, you know, have a pretty good workout. And then you guys have probably heard um, the chocolate milk after your run. <laughs> um, the reason they say that is because chocolate milk is a three to one carbohydrate to protein ratio. So you're getting some carbs in there, but like, Protein is the important thing to focus on. Um, Currently, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics says to eat 20 grams of carbs within two hours of working out. And so that's going to help your muscles recover, and then you'll feel better the next day for your workout. Okay. So get some protein. There's a lot of rustling. I don't know. Oh, never mind. We're good. Okay. Maybe. It might be just, it, that's the whole headphone thing. I just want to make sure readers caught, the, or listeners caught mm-hmm. that. Um, and then, so after the workout, yeah. can you repeat that just one more time? Um, yeah. So what the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics cur- currently recommends post-workout is 20 grams of carbohydrates within two hours of completing your workout. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help heal and recover your muscles. Um so you can have a you know a good recovery and be able to perform for your next workout. Twenty grams, really? That's it? Yeah. I guess so, that seems low to me. Yeah, like, it's, I've always heard some people like, say mean, I don't know. It was like fifty or something. Yeah. So they yeah. there has not been enough evidence that consuming forty or fifty grams is actually better than consuming twenty. Hmm. 
amazing. But still I feel pay like your carbs, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're talking about needing enough. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like 20 is kind of low. Yeah. Huh. It's probably all individualized, too, is, you know, yeah. depending on, you know, yeah. like, um, and also I, it reminds me of, like, the protein thing. Everybody thinks they need, like, tons of protein, right. but, like, really only consume so much at, at various amounts of time throughout the day mm-hmm. to actually have it be effective. I read another article about that the other day. Yeah. Um, so, um. Yeah, but I think also listeners should take to heart that this is all individualized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something oh, that yes, 100%. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not a registered dietitian. I should put that out there. But um, I mean, like a lot of I'll be perfectly honest. A lot. <laughs> this is awful to say, but a lot of the stuff that you know the um, that's recommended, I don't do, but it mm-hmm. still works for me. Um, yeah. And so I think a lot of athletes and runners and you know every every you know lifestyle act yeah. person who is active needs to remember like do what's best mm-hmm. for your body too. Yeah, like, keep that in mind listen to your body yeah. um you know you know what works for you so keep keep doing that first and foremost yeah totally. all right so um moving along here kind of wrapping it up a little bit but um we had kind of uh, Julie and I have chatted about this, but we haven't talked about it on the mm-hmm. show. Is that Julie ran back in high school? Um, thinking back, when you were a runner, mm-hmm. or you still are a runner, but yeah. when you were a you know high school yeah. high school runner on a team with a coach, yeah. um, what advice would you give yourself um, back then? It can be fueling related, or it can yeah. just be like general life advice that you would yeah. kind of give to a younger runner. Um, well. When I was, like, back in high school, I was doing club soccer while doing cross-country. I was kind of burning the candle at both ends. Um, And I was, like, so focused on never missing a workout, never missing a run that I, you know, I really did sometimes miss out on stuff in high school. So I think I, until I graduated high school, that's probably when I found my, like, good workout balance. So I would probably have wished upon my younger high school self that I had found a better balance a little sooner. Like, don't beat yourself up if you miss a workout. Don't beat yourself up. Like, I you'll remember going out to dinner with your friends more than running that certain trail. <laughs> so that's probably what I would have said to myself. Um, I don't know. I so kind of like just relax yeah, in a way I, like I was take it easy yeah, or I not think it's good to um not be like super I was too high strung is a good way to put it so <laughs> I would have wished a little more balance probably something we all try to achieve um yeah. but for so so for those who are listening um, and kind of want to establish like healthy sustainable yeah eating habits and kind of overcome like a diet mentality what would you recommend or if you have any ideas off the top of your head um again this is like that is a pretty individualized thing because it's everyone everyone is at a different place mentally with how they're working with like food issues and stuff um I think what works for I mean a lot of people have a hard time like looking at foods and not seeing good food and bad food. Um, so just like starting to over overcome maybe like looking at foods and thinking good, bad, just thinking like this might be a better option. You know, that's a good direction to go in instead of thinking 
you know, good or bad, like what's the best option I could make right now, what's something I can have a little bit of. Um, and of course, like never, never making anything be off limits. Um, I think from my ketogenic diet experiment, um, that was definitely a diet. I had a lot of things I couldn't eat and it, it really like, it was, um, like stressful cause I had to log all my food. And so I think that's just, it, it's like, it's easy to become obsessive when you're in an, in, like when you have, like when you are trying to like focus so much on everything you're putting in your mouth. So I think, you know, to overcome that diet mentality is to just like relax a little bit and realize that, um, you need to, you know, give your body some good energy and good nutrients and, you know, sometimes a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. And you said something there that was really, yeah, you said something there that was really important and not focusing on every little thing you put in your mouth. Um, yeah. I, I, oh my God, I literally sound like such a nerd, but I read another article the other day. And <laughs> I, I love article. it. I don't reader. know what it is lately. I think it's just like my mellow out time. You where miss academia, like, maybe? I, I mean, you're always on the slopes now, so. I know, I'm learning a different yeah. sort of academia, but yes, I do miss being in school. Anywho, yeah. um, someone talked about, um, and of course I don't remember, again, who wrote the article, but they talked about what it's like when you remove all this um, association with food and all this like obsessiveness of, over mm -hmm. food and how much extra brain you have to use for other areas of your life and when you stop focusing on these things it's mm -hmm. so exciting to realize um like how much other things how many other interests you have any other uh, yeah. like all the other focuses that you have in your life so mm -hmm. um and also I feel like when you obsess about food you miss out on life you miss yeah. out on your opportunities to go out to dinner with your friends or whatnot or you miss out on trying something new because you were obsessed over whatever you were eating that day. So yeah. um, that was an article that I had read, but um, I, gosh, I'll, I promise I'll try to find links to them, you guys. <laughs> um, but it was another really good one. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I agree with everything you just said about that. It's <laughs> great. All right. Well, we just have a couple more questions. Um, one being this is kind of fun here like what are you up to lately what's new in the life of jay buzzard um, any exciting travel plans coming up um, i love this question yeah well my sister is visiting utah tomorrow um oh! i'm excited so we're gonna go skiing or snowboarding we both snowboard um this weekend in park city the snow the snow right. isn't great but we're praying for more snow <laughs> Be no, nothing, terrible right? yeah <laughs> but and then I go home for Christmas a week from tomorrow which is wild um, wow where's home, home for you sorry I sh home is northern Illinois um about an hour outside of Chicago <laughs> we just know each other I'm just like acting yeah. like I don't know you at all <laughs> I forgot <laughs> where that. do you live I can't I forgot that not everyone is Megan that's listening <laughs> <laughs> um, so Illinois yeah so I'm excited for that. It's going to be really nice just to, uh, you know, help my grandma decorate her Christmas tree and just hang out at home. I have I have some work I need to get done for my um, thesis project for grad school, but I'm excited to do it from, like, 
the comfort of my own home on my own timeline, like just hanging out with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> what are you hoping to do post grad school? Um, you don't have to give us a whole yeah, spiel, but just that that's a great question because I'm still kind of figuring it out. It's crazy how many different areas of nutrition there are out there. Um, yeah, I, I love working with college athletes, but I also think I would love working with people who aren't as active as college athletes, but want to maybe amp up their workout pattern or like, you know, achieve a certain fitness goal or a certain, um, like dietary goal. So I could see myself working with an active population anywhere from like a high school athlete, college athlete, like a weekend warrior population, anything like that. Um, I guess it depends where I get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Always the defining factor there. I, know. I would um, love to um, do what Kelsey's doing and go ski for a year. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. I know. I, I, I mentioned this a little bit, but I'm actually I'm teaching adaptive ski lessons at Snowmass and Aspen and Buttermilk and Aspen Highlands. So I'm pretty grateful about that, except today when it was like negative degrees out there. It was pretty chilly. Yeah. But, um, okay, so I have a fun question that um, we're kind of going over time, but I don't really care because I think this question is so much fun. So if you had to choose like one breakfast, one lunch, and one okay. dinner to eat, what would you do? Um, okay. This is a great question. <laughs> and this is just because what I've been eating a lot lately and I'm like loving it. Okay. So I really like eating coconut Greek yogurt with chia seeds and flax seeds, blueberries and granola. It's like the bomb. Best uh, breakfast and do you have ever. A, do you have a favorite granola? Um, I'm like one of those people that likes to try so many different types. The one I recently nice. got was this, it was this one from Trader Joe's. It was like oats and pralines or something. Ooh. I don't know. It was really good though. I recommend it. <laughs> um, let's see. Lunch. I really like like avocado turkey sandwiches. It's like so boring, but it's so uh, good. Just mm -hmm. like a good, like with some like tomato and, like stuff on it, like load it, loaded up with vegetables. Um, and then for dinner, hmm, this is so boring. But I've been like just roasting a lot of vegetables. I really like putting ro fresh rosemary on my sweet potatoes. Ooh. Um. Ah. And then roasting that in the oven. It's so good. And it, like, I don't know, you, like, chop them into little cubes. So just, like, a ton of roasted vegetables. I usually have, like, some grilled chicken or something to throw in there. But mm -hmm. that was really boring. <laughs> no, it was not boring at all. I think, honestly, you're making my mouth water. I think they all sound so oh, good right but, now. Um, I, I actually recently tried, um, you know those, like, the low-calorie ice cream things, like Halo Top? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Kroger has an off-brand, and they were buy one, get one free at the store. So I tried the vanilla bean flavor. 
and it was really good. So I think I might get that again sometime. Really? Oh, yeah. interesting. And like, I always feel like those things are not good. Like I, yeah. I have dairy issues, so I can't eat a little, I can't really eat any of those, yeah. but, um, I've heard mixed reviews, but yeah. it's good to know that there's another off brand. A lot of them are really bad. So it's like, <laughs> you have to like try. <laughs> yeah. I did, that's part of life. Just trying yeah. new things. Right. I, I, that's, I just like, lo- like, this is, okay, so I went to the grocery store the other day, and usually I make a list. Didn't have a list, so I just was wandering. I, like, wandered the store for an hour, and I bought way too much stuff. Because I just, like, love grocery shopping. Totally, totally get that. All right, so I guess we'll wrap up here after, because now we're probably both starving. Yeah. Neither one of us have eaten yet. Oh, for um, sure. So, Miss Julie, what does being a strong runner chick mean um, to you? I think it's just all about positive women, um, like supporting and encouraging each other to, you know, reach what whatever their goal is. Awesome. I love it. Um, so Megan, unfortunately timed out with us and we don't know where she disappeared yeah. to, but, um, which ha- has happened multiple times. So yeah. unfortunately we'll, we'll try to get that fixed, but, um, we want to thank Julie for being with us. So thank you, Julie. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope I didn't confuse anyone with some of my rambling <laughs> no it's all good and if you have any questions for julie um julie where can they connect with you um i don't currently have a blog so i you can give them my email if they ask totally. yeah we can do that and you know what strong runner chicks you could even message us dm us or send us an email yeah. and we can make sure to forward that to julie 100 yes, i'm sorry about that guys i'm not super no. accessible right now. <laughs> no, I mean you're kind of busy with being in grad school. Yeah, and stuff, grad so school it's is taking understandable. Over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, strong runner chicks, thanks for tuning in today, and we hope you have a great rest of the week. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.